You're listening to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Your host, Jennifer Hofferberg, is an award-winning veteran special educator who shares her experience, knowledge, and passion to help other special educators survive and thrive in this profession. Join her and other guests as they share tips and tricks of the trade for the ever-crazy, completely overwhelming, laugh-so-you-don't-cry profession of being a special education teacher. Hey there, and welcome back to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. This is episode 14, Responsibilities of Special Educators, part two. I'm Jennifer and have been teaching special education for 26 years. And while teaching children with special needs is my passion, I've also developed a love for teaching teachers as well. My goal is to provide you with timely and applicable information that you can immediately put into action within your own classroom, department, or program. These weekly mini doses of professional development are perfect for the busy teacher who needs just a little boost of motivation to stay in the trenches week after week after week, because this job is not for the faint of heart, and we have to stick together to get through it. If this is your first time here, I'm so glad you found me. The podcast is released every Wednesday morning, so make sure you hit subscribe so you can get your weekly reminder. And if you love freebies as much as I do, head over to spedprepacademy.com slash resource library, where you can find free forms, checklists, posters, and more specifically designed just for special education teachers. That's spedprepacademy.com slash resource library. So let's dive right into today's topic. We are actually right in the middle of a three-part episode series on special education teachers' responsibilities, and this is part two, our responsibilities to our schools. If you didn't listen to part one of the series where I talked about the responsibilities we have towards our students, make sure you go back and check out episode 13 because, in my opinion, our biggest responsibility is to our students. But in today's episode, we focus on the responsibilities we have to our schools. When you hear the term special education teacher, an outsider could easily come to the conclusion that although we have advanced degrees in specific areas, we are teachers. And while that is a valid interpretation of our responsibilities, it does not begin to touch on the other hats we wear on a daily basis. When making a list of the duties and expectations that go along with being a special educator, I narrowed the extensive list into three main responsibilities. The first responsibility you have to your building is that of a manager. As the credentialed special education teacher, you are expected to be a manager of your department and of the adults who work with you in your classroom. It is imperative that as a manager, you are professional and assertive with all dealings that relate to the roles and responsibilities of the paraprofessional. You are the one who is legally responsible for the students you serve. Therefore, you are expected to guide and direct the paraprofessionals in your classroom in a collaborative and professional manner. And this includes scheduling, day-to-day operations, and evaluations. And I'll lay this out there. Remaining professional is not always easy. There are so many different personalities that come through, especially when you have a large staff, and staying professional can get difficult. The best way I have found to stay professional and to create a sense of loyalty and cohesiveness within the department is by having a parent notebook that lays out all my expectations and the roles and responsibilities of the paras. Having a system in place like using a parent notebook means your paras don't have to guess what the rules are. Everything is laid out in black and white. In addition, take time to discover your assistant's strengths and use those interests and skills to the advantage of your students. Part of what makes a good manager is remembering that your team is made up of individuals who have differing strengths and weaknesses. Good managers make it a priority to meet with each individual within their team to discover their strengths and find ways to work on their weaknesses. If you have not yet begun to use a paraprofessional handbook, I cannot stress how highly I recommend you look into getting one. There are so many options out there, some you can find for free by just searching on the internet, but because this has been such a passion of mine for a while, I developed my own. 
You can find it in my TPT store, Sped Prep Academy, get it put together and use it year after year after year. It honestly has been one of the biggest game changers when it comes to managing staff. Another aspect of your managerial responsibilities is managing parents. Now, I don't want you to think that you are the only person on the front lines when it comes to dealing with an upset parent. At least, I hope that's not the case for you. But when it comes to working with your student's parents, it definitely is your responsibility to grow and nurture that relationship. Knowing how to work with parents of students with special needs is just as important as knowing how to help the students. Your parents will appreciate your support and understanding of the tough times that come with being a parent to a child with special needs and by making them feel that they are not just a number. The second responsibility you have to your building is that of a consultant. It is highly likely that as the special education teacher in the building, you have a specific set of skills that the general education teacher does not. As a consultant for the building, you have the responsibility to consult with the general education teachers and provide support with anything ranging from what strategies work best for a behavior issue to ensuring that accommodations and modifications are being met to acting as an advocate on behalf of the student. I was probably in my second or third year of teaching when my principal said during a faculty meeting, if you have any questions about modifying student work, just ask Jennifer. I looked around the room for a minute before I realized that I was the Jennifer she was referring to. Me? An expert in modifying student work? Surely not. But after I thought about it, yeah, I guess, for whatever it was worth, I was the resident expert in special education. I did have specialized training in areas that the general education teachers did not, and my principal made it clear that it was my responsibility to do my part within the building to help out. And since that time, I've always made it a point to be as helpful to general education teachers as possible. I lend out flexible seating options. I collaborate with teachers on how to adapt text and tests. I supply teachers with innovative teaching strategies and instructional techniques that I've acquired over the years. It's not something that has ever taken too much time out of my daily routine to accomplish, but I know my fellow teachers are appreciative of the support they are given when they ask for it. And the third responsibility you have to your building is that of a facilitator. I'm well aware that every district operates slightly differently, and the amount of responsibility that is placed upon you within this category may differ depending on where you teach. But at the minimum, your responsibility as a facilitator is to conduct IEP meetings. And because this is one of your main responsibilities of being a special educator, it is important to conduct team meetings with professionalism. In episode six of the Sped Prep Academy podcast, I go over the top five most commonly made mistakes when holding IEP meetings. And in episode seven, I go over the five tips for mastering the IEP meeting. Go back and check out those two episodes for a refresher. The biggest piece of advice for facilitating a successful, productive meeting is that they do not just happen. Instead, it is essential that you put in the work ahead of time with preparation and planning. Most likely, your role as a facilitator will not end there. When I think of all the tasks that I facilitate on a daily basis, I often have a mental image of the game Kerplunk in my mind. If you aren't familiar with it, the object of the game is to skillfully remove the sticks from a tube while dropping the fewest marbles possible. The players must use a steady hand and a cool head to remove the sticks from below the marbles. The similarities between the game and our job as special educators are uncanny. You will facilitate the learning of your students who not only experience a variety of educational challenges, but are significantly individual in their learning styles, educational needs, and cognitive abilities. You will make decisions and develop schedules and write lesson plans based on the needs of one student and think all is well, and then all of a sudden something happens. A new student moves to the district, a paraprofessional quits, 
a new student is staffed in. The sticks get moved around and bam, you lose all your marbles. Figuratively, of course, although it can feel literally at times, and the irony of the game pieces has not been lost on me. As the special education teacher in the building, it is your responsibility to play the game and facilitate the moving pieces. It is your responsibility to be knowledgeable about the comprehensive system in which you work and to remain flexible, innovative, and to try to stay in a positive frame of mind at all times. Next week, we will finish the series with your responsibilities to your administration. I hope you found this information beneficial. Make sure you head over to the spedprepacademy.com slash resource library where you can get access to those free forms and so much more. And check out that paraprofessional handbook at my TPT store, Sped Prep Academy. Thank you for sticking with me until the end. I can tell you're just as dedicated to the field of special education as I am, and you want to grow into an amazing educator. And I'm here for it. I'm here for you, and I'm so thrilled to be able to share all of my wisdom of being a veteran SPED teacher on the SPED Prep Academy podcast. If you are enjoying this podcast and would like to receive acknowledgement right here on the show, please leave a review. They give an instant boost to my ego and help others find the podcast as well. If you liked what you heard today and realized you have found your SPED soulmate, please subscribe and then head over to thespedprepacademy.com slash podcast to check out the show notes and get signed up to be notified each time a new episode airs. And don't forget to leave a review for the next shout out. Go out and have a great day and I'll catch you on the next episode.